What's up, you guys? Long time no see. This is Kelda Music here on the Diva Talk Tonight podcast show. Um, sorry, we haven't been live with you guys in a while. We've had so many. Um, all three of us have had a lot of projects going on. So, um, you know, we are back today. <laughs> and um, as you know, you can always go check out previous episodes on the podcast by uh, uh, visiting Spotify and um, and Apple Music. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on just a second, y'all. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that, you guys. All right. So, um, <clears throat> as you know, we bring on the flyest guests. Okay. Cool people. Uh, let me see. Let me see where my girls are at. And then, uh, actually, I'm going to bring on our first guest right now. Hey, what's up, Reginald? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. How are you tonight? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Thanks so much for joining uh, the Diva Talk podcast tonight. <laughs> I am so happy to be here. I'm, I'm happy to be uh, received and appreciated by the Diva. Yes, yes. Awesome. awesome. I'm just trying to uh, uh, get uh, one of my girls here, but if not, we're going to uh, begin anyway you know what i mean not a problem i know how it goes <laughs> okay cool all right all right okay so uh welcome to diva talk tonight again you guys and i have here the owner and founder of uh, is it sunspot yes it, it is the sunspot cbd shop um we are we can be found on the web at the sunspotcbd.com and we are located in San Francisco at 3186 21st Street in the lively Michonne district. Woo! All right, all right. No, that's yeah. awesome. I, you know, I was so, um, just to get into everything, uh, you know, uh, me and my girls, we were looking at your website and we're like, whoa, like he does a variety of, uh, you know, not just CBD products, but other products similar to that, too. Like, you have, like, different codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, I mean, the whole industry is, is really taking off. Um, people are really understanding the benefits of CBD. And so there's a lot of people out here making some pretty phenomenal products. I mean, there's flour, there's edibles, there's coffee. There's soap, there's bubble bath. I mean, there's facial masks, there's foot masks. Right. I mean, you know, there's there's a CBD gum that is apparently really hot with golfers. I mean, you know, there's pet treats. I mean, it's just, it's really <laughs> amazing the stuff that people are making. But the bottom line, I can honestly tell you that um, what we represent and what we want to represent is quality and integrity and everything that we have it's quality. It works. Uh, we work with some phenomenal companies that are the same way we are. They are people that just happen to be companies. They care about people. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And um, it's crazy because like now that CBD is popular, like you said, you know, you're selling it in all kind of different forms from gum mm -hmm. to, you know, whatever. Um, 
I uh, recently tried CBD. I tried the um, okay. the CBD uh, like um, it's not it's it's not. I don't want to say cigarette, <laughs> but um, it's like formed into a, a joint or whatever. Like and, a pre roll. Yeah, yeah. There you go, pre roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, I smoked that, and I didn't really like feel anything. Are you supposed to feel something like you do with with marijuana or like a, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I feel high. Got you. Well, you know what? What what you will feel more than mentally is you'll feel physically relaxed. So, uh -huh. for example, um, you know, and, and for people who are in a situation where they have an irritating coworker, right? And and you really can't smoke at work because it's going to mess up, you know, your, your mental ability or whatever. You could mm -hmm. actually smoke a CBD joint and then go back in, do your work, but you'll notice that, that that irritating coworker isn't irritating you as much for some reason, but it's not them. It's actually the CBD taking effect. And so right. what you'll find is that you might be less stressed out doing some of the same things you're doing and able to still mentally function doing mm -hmm. them, not, not feeling like, oh, I don't want to even do it anymore. I don't want to deal with it mentally, but mentally function doing them, but not be as stressed while you go through it. Ah, okay, okay. So then, um, it's it's just all a, a mental thing, basically. Right. Well, more more. It's actually more a physical thing, and allowing you to keep your mental acuteness about you. So, for example, people that actually uh, do a lot of IT work and tech work and, and Silicon yeah. Valley work, they love CBD because they can still crunch numbers and stuff. But but their shoulders aren't up around the ears anymore. They're actually a little more relaxed while they're doing the same thing they were just doing a minute ago. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. And, 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 you know, like, I guess, because, you know, I, I, I do smoke, uh, you know, weed every now and then. And so like, I when I tried CBD, I was expecting that same effect, because it said it relaxes you. And but but like you said, really, it's just kind of, um, you know, it's, it's a body, it's a body, not, a, not quite a body high, but a body relax, uh, relaxation type of exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like you said, um, and a lot of people do like that feeling that you get from herb. But um, there's, I, and, I've, and I've discovered myself, there's, there's a lot of people who really can't stand that feeling. Like it really, it just doesn't work for them. So, and, and I'm here to tell them that CBD is the thing for you. Like mm -hmm. as, much as, um, as much as they're part of the same family, they're completely different. Like, you know how you have that one cousin, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're so fun. And mm -hmm. I, I can't believe you're part of the same family as, as hey. these other folks. And you're like, yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the similarity between THC and CBD, that they're part of the same family, but they're completely different in how they treat you. Mm-hmm, okay, okay, gotcha. Hey, Diamond, Diamond, I'm so sexy. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Wait, so Diamond, are you a CBD person or or, or no? Um, I tried it. Um, I've used some CBD oil in massages. I actually just got like a CBD gift kit for some facials. I don't really know if it really works, but people who often ask for it, they like it. So mm. I'm assuming it works. <laughs> I would like to try the massage thing with the CBD, because like going deep into the body tissues and stuff, like maybe 
feel it more quicker or, you know. Right. You'll just feel the effect. Well, you know, if you got some or if you want to use the kind that we have at our um, spa, then that's fine. But if you have some of his, you know, maybe bring it on over. We can try it out. Well, I will send you some so you can try it. Oh, cool. Yeah, we appreciate that. And and just like everybody, you know, like everything, um, you know, as I say, all, all 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 people aren't created equal. Well, we are in some ways, but all CBD isn't created equal. Like every product doesn't do the same things. It depends on the quality of CBD that you're using. It depends on what uh, ingredients that you're uh, combining it with. Uh, you know, I'm, as much as I love CBD and have a CBD shop, I'm I'm definitely not going to be like it's the end all and be all in the miracle cure like it it is effective um i can be honest and say my 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 mom is 99 years old uh she comes from that generation where anything weed related is is you know definitely not what you want to be using but even now she she looks at me and says oh yeah my jar is empty oh 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 your jar is just empty like the, the cream just got up and walked away huh and 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 you know, and I can't tease her too much because she's my mom. She give me that look, but um, it's showing me that she's actually getting benefits from it. And and like I was saying, like it, it maybe every product isn't for everybody. Um, every formulation isn't for everybody. But um, I, for the most part, what we have to offer in the shop, and I know for myself to be true, there are, are a lot of great formulations out there. There are a lot of great products out there. You may just need to get the one that works best with you and for you for whatever reason. We're all definitely different chemically as far as our makeup. And the one thing that works great for someone might just work okay for the next and vice versa. So um, it's just about finding that right, uh, you know, compound and, and, and uh, you know, combination of ingredients that work best for your body. And what, what are the common ingredients that most uh, CBD um, people use? Well, I, I can say that most of the products that we have are either natural, all natural, or close to all natural as possible. And um, just like anything, folks are, are doing some pretty incredible things with CBD. Like we have one company that uh, is it's CBD, CBD and also lidocaine. So it's got like, a, you know, like that added pain relief for people who are in severe uh, physical pain. I know for, for us, our body oil, um, outside of the CBD, it's an incredible formula. Like it has argon, tamanu, kikui, evening primrose. I mean, you know, I, so the, so people are using quality formulations along with the CBD. So it's not just about the CBD, but there's products that have menthol and CBD, camphor and CBD, ginseng, mm. chamomile. I mean, yeah. the, you know, it's just about, like I said, make, getting that right combination to give you the effect that you need to um, increase your quality of life, in, decrease your stress, increase your relaxation, and mm -hmm. uh, allow you to um, have, you know, the quality of life that, that you deserve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I'm definitely going to have to invest in some more CBD. I think I've been trying the wrong ones. Um, you know, I've been going to, like, I don't know, like, little... Uh, hole in the wall type of place but I'm thinking because it's more natural um and maybe again because I'm expecting to get high or whatever <laughs> but um well that's definitely not gonna happen you will be disappointed 
right. if you're trying to get high with CBD. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that one. But if if you have a, a backache, knee, mm-hmm. foot, uh, 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 neck cramp, uh, mm-hmm. any of these things, you'll be surprised at the effect. What about menstrual cramps? That's very important. There are a couple of there actually are a couple of products that are especially like a couple of tinctures and a couple of pills that are especially designed to help those issues. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll definitely have to try some. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. And uh Reginald, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, just from reading your Instagram and website you said that you started this during the pandemic and it started uh, growing like rapidly. Um, and you were, you were talking yourself like, wow, people really are proud of this. Uh, what, what, what made you start this during the pandemic? Was it just because it was a pandemic and you just wanted to, you know, start selling products or what made you start it? Well, no, it was, it's really funny um, that you asked that because you're right. But I'm, Logically, you would think it'd be the worst time in the world to start anything, but but realistically, um, it was actually the best time to start. And and not just for myself. I know a lot of people who, for whatever reasons, couldn't do the jobs they were doing and put themselves either back in school or or just did some different things or decided, okay, well now I have time. I always wanted to, uh, you know, pursue mm-hmm. art. I and just started doing those things. So what what actually happened for us though is we wanted to start a brick and mortar last year. And um, as you know, the timing just wasn't right. So we started online. And I think it's just because of the fact that we were offering products that helped to relax you and relieve stress. Because the stress level went through the roof for most people, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think um, there was no way we could have, you know, like, foresaw that was the case. But, um, but that's really what helped out. Like, people were looking for other ways to relax and, you know, and because they were home in quarantine, um, that's where most of the shopping happened was online last year. Right. You know, because a lot of people couldn't get out or, you know, were actually concerned about getting out. Yeah. So um, it um, it worked to our benefit, you know, to start then. And then um, funny, almost a year to the date is when we opened up the storefront here in San Francisco. Yes. So one year later. Relations. Right. So one year later, we actually circled back around and opened up the same storefront we were going to open up the year before, um, mm-hmm. but with the but with the help and uh, the support of all the the wonderful people that have been following us uh, online for a year. So so thank you to all the people that are out there that have been supporting us, and um, and special shout out to all the people who I know who you already know, but who, who support Kelda and, and all the wonderful things that she does and all the phenomenal stuff that she's got happening in her life. And um, and, and as a uh, thank you to everybody that's a part of this right now and a part of what we're talking about, uh, the code is TRYIT, T-R-Y-I-T, all one word. Don't think it's capital sensitive, but if you um, go to our website, the Sunspot Shop CBD, and order anything, that's a discount code. And that's just for the folks who... Um, who are listening, who are going to listen, um, just to say thank you for letting me explain a little bit about CBD, for being a part of uh, what Kelda's got going on. You know, I've known her for years. She's an amazing individual, been doing what she's been doing, and um, just happy to be a part of that right now and happy to be a part of, and be able to support her as well. So 
awesome. You are so awesome, Reginald. Like, oh my no, God. You are awesome, so. Look, now I'm going to have to put in a big order. I want you to customize my stuff. I want you deal. to dope it up. <laughs> well, deal. Like you said, I'm not looking to, to, to get high, but, um, you know, the menstrual cramps do happen. Um, and uh, even Diamond, you, you've witnessed that before. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I can't go to this event. My stomach is ah. Yeah. So, um, well, not, I, I'd be totally happy to help. Okay. I, I see. We need to come drive to the actual storefront, though. And it's in the city, right? It is in the city. And please, if you can, come on to the storefront. If you can't, visit the website. We actually ship to all 50 states or, you know, wherever CBD is legal. Um, we're really trying to promote the health and, and, and you know, uh, quality of living that I feel like we all deserve to have. Like, it, it doesn't have to cost a fortune to feel good in your life. It doesn't co have to cost, you know, a fortune to, to do something that helps relax you. Uh, we all, we have, because we do bubble bath and soap and different things, we have it all set up where you can do like an in-home spa uh, uh, care, uh, in-home health care spa system for yourself to where you can you know, have some leisure uh -huh. time in the, in the comfort of your own home, taking care of yourself, relaxing, as, as Calgon used to say, take me away and all that good stuff. So, you know, it, 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 you know it'd be great if we all could go to the Napa Valley, but maybe we all can't afford to do that. But you can have the same experience in your own yeah. home and feel just as relaxed. So, for sure, for sure. Okay. Well, most definitely, um, you guys, uh, you guys all got to check that out. Uh, the Sunspot Shop. Try it. You know what I mean? Don't knock it. Try it. Buy Don't it. knock it till you try it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, want to stick around for our uh, hot topic conversation or do you have to go Reginald um I do have to boogie um I just wanted to um, um you know happily be a part of this please invite me back whenever you want I'd be happy to answer questions about CBD I'd be happy to talk about you know how you can um do little things it's, it's all you know it doesn't have to be a total life change but how you can do little things add little routines to your life just to um, relax, you know, there's way too much stress going on. We might not be able to control all the external events, but if we can control some things that we can do internally in our own environment to help bring that stress level down, stress is, is, no, is one of the number one causes of all other illnesses. So if we can keep that stress level down, we can keep our health up. And that's extremely important these days. Yes. And what else is important? is um, this also prevents people from um, taking pharmaceutical medication and true indeed. natural so yeah true indeed true indeed cool all right Reginald well thank you so much for coming on oh thank you so much um, as my daughter used to say you were awesome sauce I appreciate you I appreciate everything you do. Oh, look at that face. How can you not love that face right there? <laughs> Thank you so much. Keep up the good work. And um, whenever you need us, we're here for you. All right. We'll, we'll probably be down sometime next week and uh, get a, a, a full package from you. Come on down. You got it. All right. All right. All right. See you later.
and Diamond, we're going to get into our um, hot topics as usual. How you doing, sis? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, my God. I miss you guys so much. I was in uh, D.C. for, um, I guess, like the weekend. And, um, look, dude, um, like we uh, we walked around the White House, like, you know, around the area. Yeah. Like, I was about to fucking go bang on the door and be like, what's up with Joe Biden giving six million, I mean, six billion, how much was it? I don't know. <laughs> oh, look at Brandy. Brandy knows. She watched Brandy. it. Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> Girl, here, Brandy. Look. Look, y'all, y'all the two smart ones, too. You know, just. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness! But how was DC outside of um, you trying to perpetrate and bang on Joe Biden's dough? Yeah, really. Hey, Brandy. Um, D- uh, DC was cool. Uh, the area where we stayed in, um, which was uh, you know near the White House, it was really quiet. Everything closes at eight, so you know if you wanted to go get a bottle of water or you know some toilet or something like. Everything closes at eight. Like, oh my god! And the lounges and the clubs—they all close at midnight. So it's just kind of like, damn, they're going by some like historic curfew. <laughs> okay, I was gonna ask. So, like, are they under a curfew still? What's going I, on? I, I think they are because I—I I, I mean, my cousin and I—we—we, we, you know, we—we we went back inside our hotel by midnight. But I'm sure if people were out past midnight. I, you know, there was cops lingering around, probably sending people home. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and and then let me tell you, the weather was humid out there. I was really surprised. I was expecting to go out there and feel like cold, cold weather. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but it was it was hotter than it, than it is out here in the Bay in Cali. <laughs> oh, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then let me tell you, like I got about. I got about 20 mosquito bites on me. And I'm not Dang. good with mosquito bites. I feel like digging them out. Look at, like, I got one right here. Oh, yeah. And some others in some um, other areas. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. I I have quite a few mosquito bites. And my mom, um, she advised me to put toothpaste on my mosquito bites it oh. helped well and go down and it fucking did oh okay they were biting all around my ankles and shit and my wrist and once i started applying you know, the blood yeah because you know what everywhere i go like whether it's the caribbean or whatever like i'm always getting bit up always and i'm like how does that happen like like you said, I got some good blood. That sugar blood. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to this past weekend? Um, work, work, more work. Mm-hmm. Just work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Things are picking well, back up, obviously, because <laughs> I can't even seem to get time to sit down for two seconds. But that's okay. I'm not complaining. Exactly. Look, as long as you're healthy and, and beautiful and you get in that cash. 
Right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, you know, over the past few days, um, there's some uh, topics that uh, I picked up that I want to discuss. First and foremost, there's two topics that I um, want to discuss. One, social media was shut down for six hours. How did you feel about that? I thought my phone was broke, and then I thought my internet was out. I was Me? just like, what is happening? <laughs> Me too. I was on the plane when that happened, and I thought... Um, like when we landed, I I thought okay the you know the Wi Fi still not working because I'm on the plane or whatever you know what I mean but I was still receiving texts, but I was trying to like post on I was trying to post on uh, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and this shit didn't work. I said, like, what the hell? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and, someone said that it was a, a whistleblower or something. Yeah, something was, was going on. And they didn't want the the stuff to come out, so they. In the process of whatever they was deleting, made everything crash or something. I was like, "Oh shoot!" Was that like cheating on your girlfriend or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or cheating on your wife. Sorry, it's his wife now. <laughs> right, it's his wife now. Oh, God, <laughs> I was scared. Like I thought they were gonna do some like data breaching, like extract everybody's information from their social medias and stuff like that. Like it really scared me and then you know for people like you and i and brandy who own businesses and who run ads and have followers we're just like okay is this is this gonna happen like for good is this it <laughs> right and so what, you thought your internet was down and you were just like what the hell right so i called comcast and they were just like oh no Everything's okay, and I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so what the fuck's happening? <laughs> I was still lost for the rest of the day until, I don't know what time it was, probably like 3 o'clock or 4, and mm -hmm. someone was like, oh, yeah, Instagram is back working. And I was like, "Rue, <laughs> Yeah. Like, what the hell happened? Like, damn. And it was, it was, it, the only social media source that was working was Twitter. Everybody yep. was on, yeah, yeah. I was, it was like, interesting seeing all those tweets from people who haven't been tweeting for a while. Right, <laughs> but it's like making a a, a meme or a GIF going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Told you about book and mm -hmm. and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's any good fans of Keldas. Capture that moment right there and turn it into a, a how you say it, GIF? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn that in there for her. Look, there she go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> turn that into a meme. <laughs> turn it into one now. Shoot. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yes. And so um, another topic I wanted to get into is I heard that um, R. Kelly is on some people did you hear about that no way snitching <laughs> look told the whole story but something along the lines of he's gonna be telling other people's business who were in the same boat as he was 
some credit to get some studio equipment. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, that look funny. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. He better be careful what kind of music he making. Shit, don't be making no baby making music or nothing. Better make some of that, um, what is that? Step, right, step. <laughs> or that Batman soundtrack he made. Shit. What's that man's soundtrack? Now you gotta make me go look. Uh, Gotham City. Oh. Wait, was he did the whole album though? I mean, the whole soundtrack? I thought he just had that one song. He, I think he did one song. Yeah, I think he did one song. I forgot. But it was it was a soundtrack to one of the Batman films. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's it's just like like whoa, he could be such a an amazing artist when it comes to making, I mean, all music, but even just the music that that's that's commercial, that's worldwide. But then something like this happens where, you know, he's been doing things to other girls. And did, did you guys watch that three-part documentary series that came out like two years ago? Yep. Yeah, I saw, I think, the first two. But I didn't see, I may have seen the whole thing, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know whatever know. happens, happens, right? Yeah, I have thoughts about that, but I guess the I Jeffrey Epstein that one's a little more serious though, because that R. Kelly thing it just seems like to me we already had this conversation on repeated that the parents, man, is the ones that had them girls doing that shit, and the girls really mm -hmm. it look like they seem like they felt like it was wrong. So like I feel like that's another reason why R. Kelly is sitting here like, no, I'm not supposed to get in here. <laughs> like y'all don't even understand. You like not just me by myself anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> like since y'all not gonna listen to what I gotta say, let me tell about these other people so we can be up in here and have a good conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, did, you did. Jeffrey was supposed to be up in here with me, but he he off. <laughs> <laughs> rest his soul. Rest his soul. But yeah. I, no, no, now no, for those women and those young soul. girls don't who are forcefully doing soul, go talk. ahead and be a torment. You know what that <laughs> man did? <laughs> Which one? Talk about uh Harvey Weinstein. Oh, girl. Harvey Weinstein. No. no, we're not resting his soul. No. No, I didn't say Harvey. I said oh, Jeffrey. who are you talking about? I said Jeffrey Epstein. That's his soul. <laughs> Mm, girl, mm. <laughs> girl, we still not resting this all either. Listen, I don't know about Jeffrey. They was involved in any of the shenanigans. They can go right on to H E double hockey sticks. Okay. Oh, dang. <laughs> dang. Like anybody who's a part of sex trafficking. Yeah. You know, like, uh-uh. Uh -uh. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough thing because just like if you watch the, the, the ones you was talking about, like the little series or whatever, and they, he had some girls that were involved in recruiting other girls because they felt like, okay, I don't want it to be me, so let me pass on the pain. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know how I feel about that. I get it. People, victims who turn into... um perpetrators or whatever you call them like there's so much involved in so many layers it's not just black and white and cut and dry with things but then if that's the case then people be like well R. Kelly was raped when he was a little boy so does he not get a, a fair shake too if he you know so it gets it gets it gets really mucky when you start trying to consider 
knowing right from wrong, but then you mix that in with people's upbringing and, and how they've been violated by other adults when they were younger. So it's just like, how, how do you manage? I don't know, y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he don't belong in jail. And, and obviously, I personally believe once you're, you know, of age, you know right from wrong, you definitely are punishable for your actions. So he's right, right where he needs to be. However, if y'all go blame him, then do we blame the women that were also involved in recruiting other women? Do we blame them too? Or do we not? Who's their victim? Well, I will say this. Um, you know, as much as I feel bad for the R. Kelly victims and whatnot, but, you know, some of the scenarios that um, that I watched on Lifetime where they're just like, oh, he made me do this, he made me do that. And it, I, I'm just saying, if I was in that situation... I know what I would have done or not done because there's no gun pointed to my head. There's no knife at me. Like, if I know I could jump skip my ass out of here, so what? I don't have a singing career. You know what I mean? Like, How about the one where the mama came and she just walked out the front door? Yeah. But the whole yeah. time was acting like she was held captive. Yep. Like, yep. all of those stories that was played out, oh not just on the Lifetime story, but there was one that they had on YouTube that was just like some whole other thing. And it was just like, none of yeah. this makes sense. Now I didn't watch none of the court stuff. So maybe the stuff in court made more sense than the stuff that was playing for us on TV. But <clears throat> to me, again, in the R. Kelly situation, I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he's wrong. But based upon olden times and old folks, country folks, uh, he's from Chicago. That's kind of Midwest country. I don't really know where them people's families are from, but Back in the day, people used to like sell off their kids, like yeah. to have yeah. stuff. And in the situations that was playing out on TV and all this stuff, that's what it looked like. The parents were selling, yeah. Kids, and you want to fault R. Kelly? <laughs> like they, I, everybody had a role only, to play. Everybody needs to have a, was grown a, something and in knew it, what like, he was doing. Whether the parents allotted it or not, he still was grown enough to be like. No, so he right. he did his part, so he was out of pocket. That's just period. However, no, I he's just. No, I'm not saying that's not what you're saying. I'm just I'm online okay. with you that he ain't the only person to blame. We all right. on the same page. Like, it was a lot of players involved that ain't there just him, and he seems to be the only person being blamed for everything. Right, like like um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, you know, when the tape came out of him with that girl, I'm like, I mean, just from my perspective, I'm like, whoa, she knows what she's doing mm -hmm. young age I'm not saying at all that it's okay for him to accept what she's giving but I'm like this is not her first rodeo rodeo <laughs> <laughs> so but um, e either way yeah I think the parents are um to blame as well. I, I think every party should be blamed. From R. Kelly, the 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 security, children, all the people, security, everybody, yeah, everybody, the publicist, the PR, everybody who was around him, who was situating this, bringing the girls backstage, taking them on flights, whoever was booking those flights, everybody, the whole team needs to be down. Whether they was getting six months to one month to three, you know, however long, they everybody needs to spend their time. Sitting down thinking about how they did something wrong, not just him. That's right. Like, no, that's shit, true. Put the girls in jail too, if that's the case, because everybody did what they knew was wrong. And then it's like kind of 
you know, you guys wait until Lifetime comes to you with a paycheck and says, hey, let, let's right. talk Kelly. You know what I mean? Just like uh, the Michael Jackson situation when those two boys came forward and, and said Michael Jackson, you know, did some <clears throat> inappropriate things to them. And it all came out to be a lie later. And right. it's like anybody will do, not anybody, but some people will do anything for a check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... It's even like, um, that uh, there was a lady who came out saying that she was the Jackson's long-lost sister. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she looked nothing like them. Like, nothing like them. Oh, my gosh. You guys can watch that on the Jackson 5 show. Look, but, look. Yeah. Harrison... <laughs> and Prince don't look like him neither. But everybody said that. Those are his children. <laughs> I mean, but they were born in a little vial or something, right? Right. One the one was a surrogate mom and the other two was born in like a thing. Test a tube? Yeah, they were like test tube babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's what I yeah, that's what I heard. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm look, we all know that ain't Michael Jackson's kids. Come on. Let, let's all real. We all black here. We all know what Michael used to look like before we turned different. Right. <laughs> and I love me some Michael Jackson, but I, you know, if, if we're talking about families and we're talking about black culture, you know, I, I'm offended that someone would say, "Yeah, um, that girl is African American," when mm -hmm. not. <laughs> so, but you know. Like we said, that's our opinions. And, you know, Cynthia Mark, <laughs> uh, the girls that were talking about him on Lifetime, they, they said what they said. But uh, it, it's just kind of a situation, like you said, where, well, where were the parents at? Why did the parents let certain things happen? And why are we just now discussing this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just people don't bring things forward until there's consequences, it sounds like. Or yeah. yeah, but that's, right. that's your leverage. If I'm in jail facing five counts of life and I have some leverage, I'm going to use that too. I'm not saying he's right, but <laughs> when your life is on the line, <laughs> you're going to use right. what you've got to get what you want. <laughs> you <Okay>. understand? <laughs> so. Yes, ma'am. All right, y'all. So I wanted to get into this next topic here, and not sure if you guys watched it or not, but did you guys? Um, they're canceling Dave Chappelle right now. The cancel culture. They're canceling mm. Chappelle uh, for being a, a trans homophobic, and um, I had a chance to watch his comedy special last night. I did as well. I loved it. I, I me too. Like. He, he was more being of, like, a storyteller. You know, like, this mm -hmm. is what happened. I love Dave Chappelle, so I don't care what nobody say. I'm sorry. <laughs> too, Can like, I say until we, I hear something new. Are We're not a part of the cancel culture, are we? I feel like I the cancel weak. culture <laughs> is, like, the other people. And I don't um, want to say who they are, but I think those who know will know. Because every time we canceling somebody, it's about that. Mm, got you. Gotcha. Girl, yeah. yeah. Like, and then when you go watch or you go listen to or you might have even been at the show, you're like, where did you get that? 
where'd you get that idea? How did you come to that conclusion that the person was being a phobia person or just mm-hmm. talking mess about that particular group? Or how did you, like? <laughs> and he made. It- I didn't watch this episode, but it's just people are just super sensitive, and they just need to. Um, yep. Get out the books. Get out them psychology books and go back to real life. <laughs> right. People want entertainment. This is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Especially comedy. Comedy is usually right. cutthroat. <laughs> you know, talking yes. about your dad, mama, and stuff. Like <laughs> exactly. Comedies and and ciphers. Like there's no limit. You know what I mean? Like people go in, but. Um, the, uh, what's the girl's name, uh, Daphne, that people are trying to say that she's the reason why, or he's the reason why that she committed suicide. And he told the whole story about her. And, uh, it was just, it was just sad to hear that. Like, I mean, from my perspective, like, it didn't seem like he was at fault. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. He was like, I supported her. I, you know, uh, would come to her shows and stuff, and I rarely do that. And, you know, he he found interest in her. He found friendliness in her. And then what she did on her own in front of him or whatever, that that happened. Wow. But everyone's, like, blaming him. So, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a... Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I I love Dave Chappelle. He's funny. He's put a lot of artists on. Um, I can't even stop watching the the episode where he had DMX on there. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, like Dave, Dave Chappelle. He's he's cool, and um, I I understand in the beginning, and you probably know about this too, but didn't. Uh, he get harassed by a certain group of people and that's when he moved to Africa and then he finally came back. Mm-hmm. Right. He got harassed along with the different politics within the industry. Yeah. Right. And then <clears throat> he's back now and did, did that situation with the transgender happen when he came back or was it before he left? Yeah. And he's in a comment. Let's wait for a response. (laughs) (laughs) Brandy! (laughs) Let me see. Did she? Oh, there we go. I just invited her back in. Okay. Because, yeah, you know, you guys, again, uh, here on Diva Talk Podcast, forming our own opinions. Um, Don't hold nothing against us. You know what I mean? We're just talking about uh, certain topics and we're giving our perspective on those topics. So, I um, believe it was after he returned from Africa, because that was a long time ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, so it, it was kind of like he was trying to redeem himself. And I don't think he was trying to redeem himself, per se. I think he was just clarifying yes. what, what people were saying about him. He's just like, not even because to redeem yourself to me is more like, I did something wrong. Now I'm trying to make amends for it. And he was like, I didn't do nothing wrong. Y'all just misunderstood me. So let me clarify for you once more what I really meant. Yes. Yes. That's the way I took it. That That's exactly what I, what I actually meant to say. Yes. He was trying to clarify. 
Yeah, because yeah. he was being, it's just like if you say something and somebody mistakes your intentions and you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry you took it that way. That wasn't my intention. So let me restate maybe in a better way or a different way what I actually meant. And hopefully this time you get it. But if you don't, fuck you. Because <laughs> I should, because it was like, I shouldn't have to do this. Number one, like y'all already said, this is comedy. Y'all trying to censor what the fuck I'm up here saying. This y'all, like not y'all, but people in general are just being too sensitive these days. And he's a comedian, so he's making jokes talking about, I miss the old gays and they could take it and they, you know, this and that, you know, making it funny and everything. But at the end of the day, it's just like, where does it end? Once you start filtering certain things, I'm not saying it should or shouldn't be, that's up to the individual, I guess. But once you start that, uh, where does it end? Somebody's yeah. always going to feel some kind of way about what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're wearing, what you're not saying, what you're not doing, what you're not. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. At what point as an artist, and I'm only talking about art, talk about music. I'm talking about comedians and painters and stuff. Back in the day when people painting naked people, that's a problem. Instead right. of looking at the human body. So it's always going to be a group of people or people that are anti what it is that you're doing, and you as the artist just has to pick a side. You make a decision. I'm going to follow my heart, and, and if I'm telling you, and I think he said this um, in in the show, he's like, if I'm telling you as the artist what I meant by painting this, by performing this, by saying this, you can't come behind that and say, no, you really meant this, or you really are this person or that type of person. When I'm telling you, no, no, I said this, because this is how I feel and this is what I meant. You can't come behind me and be like, no, you didn't. This is how you feel, so this is who you are. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah, yeah. How do we allow people to start defining us for us instead of ourselves? Exactly. That's a problem to me. And, and, I, and I think that's what the world is coming to right now. Like, we're forced to having to accept and acknowledge and follow what certain trends are or whatever the case may be but it's like mm -hmm. wait, we've been on this earth for i don't know how many years and now we have to comply by these rules and use I, you know you know what i mean it's just it's just kind of like why can't we just be ourselves independently and as long as we're not you know saying or doing anything negative and and Dave Chappelle, that, that kind of was his point. Like, like I'm not trying to bash or do anything. And I, and I felt he went out with a bang. Last yeah, he night. did. Yeah. But, yeah, at the um, end of the day, you're going to have to watch it. <laughs> like he said, when he had the little run-in with the woman uh, or whatever that had an issue with him, it's just like, he's like, did I come to you and start performing or did you watch my show? So how about this? Turn the TV off. Don't go to the show. If enough people stop supporting you because they don't stand for your art, then, then that's why maybe you'll decide to review your, your stance. And sometimes people don't change because they feel how they feel, and that's fine. Um, but I just feel like you have a right to your opinion, just like whether it's right or whether it's wrong, people have their right now. Until he starts leading some kind of movement where people are following him that is inciting violence and hate against others, that's different. But him stating his personal opinion or making jokes that are what they are and people just don't like it, that's not fair to, to, to expect him to do something different. 
So like I said, if he's using his platform to start shouting people, follow me and let's go beat up the so-and-sos. Let's go kill the such-and-suches. That's a whole different thing. You stating your opinion, your beliefs, and then there's a bunch of people out in the world who happen to agree with you that's on some dumb shit. I'm going to blame the people doing some dumb shit. You understand? If he says something stupid and I'm at home like, yeah, he's right. Let's go kill some cows. <laughs> you know, and I run out and go kill the cows, but you mad at him. I did the killing. Why you mad at him? Well, he started it. No, I was the dumbass that heard what right, he said, twisted it, and went and did some foolishness. Yeah. You understand? So we need to put the blame where the blame is. If people are out here getting hurt because of Dave Chappelle, okay, well, let's discuss how that's connected. But I don't think that's what's happening here. I think people just don't like what he said. And like y'all said, he's trying, they're trying to cancel him. But I just think that's personally, for me, ridiculous. And his, he highlighted the hypocrisy of America. Okay? Out here, talk about something words don't hurt. But he said it himself, right? And they made a meal out of it. And I was just talking to Dominique about it. I said, he was like, y'all care more about somebody's feelings, feelings getting hurt than somebody dying. The baby killed somebody in Walmart, apparently, which I didn't know, but he did. I I just heard that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either, but. The baby killed somebody in Walmart. And I don't know if it was self-defense. I don't know the parameters around the situation, but he killed somebody and his ass ain't in jail. So he must have got got acquitted. So that's cool. We still buy his albums. A bunch of white people still shouting out, singing the song lyrics and all the shit. But he get on stage and he say some shit about some people. And all of a sudden, he got to be apologizing. And he got to be sorry and explanatory and all these things. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't have done that. However, according to Dave Chappelle, I want y'all to realize the hypocrisy of America that we are so concerned with feelings and sensitivities than we are the loss of life. And that is a problem. And that is what he was attempting to highlight for me throughout his comedy show. That is a problem. I'm not saying that people's feelings don't matter and i'm saying i'm not saying that certain things shouldn't be addressed to protect people and their freedoms i'm all about it however let's not conflate what's happening here okay (laughs) so i just i get tired of it i'm sorry that's just me right or wrong i just feel like i'm tired of it we're gonna be mad let's be mad at everything let's not be mad on some bullshit let's be mad on some real shit which is loss of life and that's all life, okay? I'm not saying all lives matter, and I'm not saying all lives don't matter. But I'm saying we're going to talk about people being attacked. We talk about Asian hate. We talk about transgender hate. We talk about black hate. We're going to rally around transgender lives. We're going to rally around Asian lives. I'm all for it. We need the support and all that. But all these same groups need to rally around black people, too. And I don't, I'm well, not saying that some of y'all don't, because people are like, I do, me and my friends were out there, you and your friends was. But at the I, masses, it's not. Do you yeah. understand? And I don't want to make it a black and white thing and a straight and non-straight thing. I'm just saying everybody has their struggles and, and everybody has a role to play and in, in a responsibility to do better in life and respect each other, right? We all need to do that. However, like, let's not be canceling people on some small things and be silent on major things. 
and I say small things because that's me. That's not my. That's not my experience. So if I were transgender, maybe I would be taking it differently. How? So I don't want to demean it and say small things. But let's be just as loud about that as we are about other things. Because, well, that's not my struggle. That okay? Well, then, bitch, your struggle ain't mine. Keep that same energy. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be because uh. <laughs> Just like uh, Joe Biden, uh, what did he he do? He, he gave what six billion to a certain group of people, a certain party. But black folks can't get reparations. We read he gave it to the Afghanistan refugees while they out there whipping the Haitians, and they still ain't gave reparations to the black Americans. You can say it; it's in the papers. It's the truth. Continue. Yeah. And, and I'm just so highly disappointed in that. And, and yes, at the end of the day, he's doing that so he can, you know, serve another uh, term in the office or whatever. But it's just kind of like, <laughs> God damn. Like, you were working under Obama. You have Kamala as your VP. Whatever, whatever. You can't break nothing off to no black folks? No, because no. all of that was optics. That, that didn't can't mean that. nothing. Yeah. That was optics to get the votes that he needed to get in place. But all that meant. But this politician, we all know during election year, they're going to say what they need to say and perpetrate that they're going to do what they need to do to get the vote. Wait, and then just as we see. Trump in the office? Or hmm? were we better off with Trump in the office? I don't know about no better off business. I'm just saying why people be lying <laughs> to get their spot. <laughs> Honestly, it's not even about the president. Okay. It's about everyone else around the president. Yeah. yeah. If you're not voting appropriately for everyone around the president, then yeah. the president is going to be doing It's true. Whatever. It's the Congress that brings the laws for the final signature to his ass, which most times he signs it even without his signature the Congress um, can still yeah. override his decision. So it's yeah. really, I don't want to say he don't have no power because he can uh, implement executive order or whatever the fuck they call it. But at the end of the day, yes, it is your con, your House of Representatives, your senators. Those are the people that make, create, and, and endorse and enforce the laws. And the president is kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead, whatever. Yeah, he's like the brand ambassador. He's the face. <laughs> right, you know, he's like the Pillsbury Doughboy that you see on the Pillsbury's um, yes. dough and stuff. Yes. You go buy it because it's good. It has nothing to do with the little doughboy that's on the picture. Yep. You know, when you you're have right. an issue with the dough, you're not calling the little Pillsbury Doughboy and saying, "Hey, right. the dough didn't rise." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like with uh, Sarah Palin, and remember they did uh, HBO a uh, long time ago. Did a document, not a documentary. They did a movie on her, and it was Julianne Moore who played Sarah Palin. But basically, they were just showing how she didn't really know anything, what the hell she was talking about, or whatever. But it was her people around her that told her what right. to say and what to do. Which, Which is often the case. Wrote them speeches. It yeah. Got her dress. They all have speech writers. And Martin Luther King had a speech writer, so I'm just saying. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they're, because the you know they're all they're they're uh, they're executing. You know what I mean? The what what people are telling them to say and do, but it's yeah the people behind them that are playing you know the puppeteer. Like hey, yeah. you want to say this? Do that? You know what I mean? 
And and then you know, and it just sucks for us as African Americans because it's just like you know we're getting the yeah the worst of it. Or we're we're not anything. <laughs> right, we get the dust. Mm -hmm. That's what we get. Yeah, we build and screen. We just get the dust. Yeah, but that's because I heard something. You no, know, we gotta oh, get go ahead, it together. Wait. No, I'm just saying, we just got to get it. We got to learn how to work together and get on one accord so we can start making some some progress. Not to say yeah. that we don't have barriers in the way. However, it would be more helpful if we could work together. <laughs> right. That's, yeah. No, you're so right. Children. Yeah. When I, like, um, when I visited Atlanta, there was so many Black businesses and people coming together and then Buckhead, which is like a Black Hollywood version of uh of atlanta i'm just like wow like we all really could come together and do something and create businesses and you know generate income and stuff i, I just think yeah we need to keep that same energy going wherever we are and not just in one centralized place and we could really make a difference for ourselves right because i'll tell you right now you know uh growing up when when I had, you know, Asian friends, uh, you know, Hispanic friends or um, Indian friends, I remember, like, they would always tell me situations where, like, oh, well, you know, we could go back to our country to get money or, or do whatever is necessary, you know what I mean, to get us out of a, a situation. But I remember just thinking when I was younger, I was like, damn, I was like, as a kid, you know, I, you know as an African-American person, I can't reach out to my uh, to Africa, to any part of Africa, and say, "Hey, I need some money for school. I need books. I need health care." I'm like, all I have is America, and America is not too fond of African American people. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I don't mean if anybody want to say this. I'm just speaking on real experience. I I had a, a Indian friend. She was uh, I forgot what part of India she was from, but anyway. You know, she lived down in San Jose. She was first generation um, American and her parents were from India. And I remember just like at the time her parents were going through some kind of debt or whatever. And she was just like, oh, you know, we would, we would call, uh, you know, family members back in India or or even in Europe. And they would, they would get wired money and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, I got my grandma up the street, but she ain't going to give me shit. Nope. <laughs> no. No. Mm -hmm. Probably right. got your uncle across the country, and he probably not gonna give you nothing either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your daddy probably in the room next door, and he probably got fifty cent for you. And that's probably it. Eggs. Probably not that. I don't know. <laughs> gonna say live your American tradition, own money, whatever, whatever. Which that's fine, but it's just like everyone has a culture out here has someone to reach back to in their country when they are in urgent need of something, but we don't. So, yeah, that is sad because I feel like that's even like how I just explained it just now. Like, even within the Americans that we have here who are our family, who live wherever they are, if they could help us and we ask for the help, they probably still won't help us, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and I think that's where we have to that's the place to start is to find a way to get, get your family to be able to be a support of you and your family and 
make the families come together. Because as families come together, I believe the communities can come together. That's it's going to be hard, but, you know, if there was, you know, everybody got that one person or those three people, you know, aunties or somebody, a, a big sister, who is usually like the leader, who's usually helping put together the family gatherings and things like that. I think those people need to step up in their roles and say, hey, we yeah. need to start doing this. Yeah. We need to start coming together more. That's and, right. you know, because my cousin has cousins who has cousins who has cousins who might even make me and you and Brandy cousins. That's the <laughs> point. <laughs> like, if everybody's <laughs> helping their family, we'll find out that we're all actually family and we're right. all on a positive note. We're all going to do something. Oh, what we doing? Okay, we all going to get this part of West Oakland and turn it into this. Okay, because we've all pitched in the monies or, you know, whatever resources we might have, you know. I think it's possible if, like I said, everybody gets on the right mindset. Yeah. It's going to take a while, but we can get there. Yeah, I no. agree. Yep, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. And and we will. It, it Look, it might not be during our lifetime. <laughs> right. But... The African American race will get it together then. Well, you know, if at some point it's gonna happen, because you know we all about to become black. So, <laughs> what they gonna do? Hate their own people? Don't like, say that too now. loud, because you know that's what got some of these others going crazy. Because they actually are so afraid of that being the case. <laughs> they out here going nuts. Well. The sad thing about that is that the more that you tell your children no, the more they're going to do. So, mm -hmm. Stop telling your little girls tell. and your little boys to stop dealing with other black folks because they're going to be curious and they're going to come see and they're going to love it and they're going to not want to go back. <laughs> you already you see, know the saying. You already see what like corporate marketing is doing right now, pairing black girls up with white guys. Uh, yeah. From oh, yeah. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're they trying to represent America, but mm, can I see some black and black love and some Asian and Asian love and some Latin right. and Latin love? There's nothing wrong with that either. I don't mind the mixed families. It's beautiful. But yeah, black families do exist. Right. I'm just they, saying. They're trying to erase all that. Okay. Like, they're trying to make it seem like it don't exist. Right. right. Or, or if you are, or if you are, say if you are uh you know mixed well that automatically makes you black on both ends you know black parents you know what i mean mm. and so um in a way it's just like an agenda that uh, uh america is forcing on us you know what i mean um just from all the commercials and films that i've seen they've always paired a white guy up with a with a with a black girl and it's just kind of just like like come on you know this isn't natural when's the When's the last time you really seen, you know, publicly when a, a white man was with a black woman? You know what I mean? Well, them numbers is climbing, girl. Right. But, you know, also with the fact that they got to have, uh, I think it's like a 1%, something with business, you got to have like 1%. So I think that a lot of those commercials are like trying to portray, just like in the magazines, more more urban things and more colored mm. things. So... I'm so sure they prefer black and white. I'm sure they preferred it to be white on white. But because of that 1% little rule, it was like, okay, well, let me throw the black girl in there so that it can't say that we're being, you know, something. <laughs> so does the one black 
the 1% rule, does that still exist? Like, if you're 1% black, you black? And I hate to say Oh, the one drop rule? Yeah. Yeah, one drop rule. I would like to say it does. I don't know how, how people take it, but I mean, to me, if you have one drop of black in you, you black. Not to say that, that you have to be like, oh, I'm black, you know, all the time. But I mean, right. like, if you <laughs> say, like, for instance, if you're Irish and, like, some other Irish, Sweden, and German, and then your dad is South African, you know? And I'm talking about black South African, not the... Uh, Light South African, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and you come out looking like a light South African, and you know, okay, I get it. Where you know, maybe your mom, who you live with, because your dad is a black man, how society says he's never gonna be there, but he might. But we're just gonna say for for this story, he's not there, and you're predominantly raised by your white mom, sorry, Caucasian mom, and. All you know is being Caucasian. Outside of knowing that your dad is black. But all you know is being Caucasian. So I can totally understand why a person would be like, I'm white. I'm white. But then get around <laughs> people like us and be like, no, I am black. You yeah. don't play it to your benefit depending <laughs> on what the situation is. Right. Right. So yeah. I can see where, you know, <clears throat> the 1% rule might make people upset and make them not want to be like, oh, I'm black. Cause I got one drop, but honestly, if you got everybody to me, everybody, if we, if everybody got the ancestry thing, we all mixed up at this point. We all that, got a little bit of some everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, you're right. And, and like you said, if you got black and you got black and you know what I mean? Like you, you, you're black and that's what the other side would consider you as. They wouldn't look at you as one of them. You right. know what I mean? Like, well, especially if they found out. Right, right. Because if you I'm saying, if you look like them, they might be able to, you know, not know until they find out. And they find out, they're going to be looking at you like, oh. Yeah. She like, look, at, this whole look time. at Meghan Markle. <laughs> look at Meghan Markle. She's yeah. probably the, the, the whitest biracial person I've ever seen. And look how they treated her in in uh britain and then look how people talk about her out here like they just mm -hmm. talk dog like well she doesn't look to me she doesn't look as fair-skinned as she likes to put herself off as yeah you could tell she got something going on yeah she looks like yeah. you to me like she has your skin complexion to me really look... no i'm just playing yeah if i showed you <laughs> let me see if i can find a picture of my sister no. <laughs> like you see my sister, but like, it's not really a good picture. She, but she, she looks. You see my sister? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw her. Yeah, yeah. Let, let this be what Megan look like. Then you can say she passed. Megan looks like you to me. She has your skin brownness. It, it, it's, it's not too fair to me. She so has color to her. Yeah. So I, I can understand why people were saying what they were saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, but I also don't understand why people were saying what they were saying because it's 2021. It's like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When when you, even though, and that's the thing, like, even though we in 2021, when you spent centuries upon centuries still of non-unacknowledgement denial of things, then how can you possibly expect, regardless of time, for things to be different 
when again reparations ain't been paid while you out here spending billions and trillions of dollars outside your own country right so yeah you would think that with all the time which ain't been that much time but with all the time that has passed that things would be different but as we all know laws are created and then enough pushback occurs and all they do is shift them but just redesign the laws to keep the same uh, systems in place so, yeah, it's 2021, but when we hit 2042, we're going to be talking about the same shit, unfortunately. I yeah. feel. It might look a little bit better in some areas, and progress will be made. However, every time that we start catching people on the bullshit, it's like, okay, you right, you right, we wrong, we wrong, we're going to do better. And they come up with some new laws that just look different and sound good at first, but really it's just some other kind of secret way of redesigning ways to oppress the people. Yeah. Oh my God. Such a good point. Damn. That's that's true. That's true. Because I don't. I don't. I don't think like when it comes to America, they will never ever accept black people. So and they're hoping that time will pass and people will get over it, which is often the sentiment. It was so long ago, which again, it wasn't. Or that wasn't me. That was my great 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 granddaddy. I have right. black friends. That's not me. Get over it. Right. I was at an auto shop recently, and uh, this white older chick was there. She, she was hella cool. And, you know, we were just talking about, you know, politics and stuff like that. And then she was like, I just think black people need to get over it. She was mm -hmm. like, yeah, years ago, it's not happening now. I said, uh, bitch, it is happening. It. It's right. never stopped. <laughs> like, it's never stopped. And so she was like, you know, black people just need to stop whining about it. I was like, okay. Okay. I, I agree. We should. And we will when you give us what the fuck we supposed to have. So acknowledge right. what you did. Give me my shit back along with interest. Because you know they're good for interest. <laughs> with interest. And I shut the fuck up. But yep. until then. Look, we'll be quite as skeptical as Jamaica. Listen. I got a quick question. Because it just hit me, and I want to ask this question before I make the statement, and I just want to make sure I'm correct because y'all know <laughs> more than a little bit than I do. So, did we come up with the idea of the 40 acres in the mule, or did they tell us they were gonna give us 40 acres? In the mule? I don't know if that was negotiated <laughs> or offered, but at the end of the day, I do know it was written as the agreement. So. Okay. Well, yeah. so with with that being our answer to that question, if it was an agreement, why why are they reneging as niggas over this shit? Like it doesn't make sense. Well, they gave they actually gave some agreement people, somewhere. They gave it to and, some people. Some people got it. Oh, some people asked somebody so in the beginning, not now. Back in the day when it first right. was the case, some people actually got it. Um, but then okay. when it started becoming a problem for the for the white sharecroppers and they land and all that kind of stuff when they had to compete and they can't till the land and all that kind of that's when they came up with the the other laws and the black codes and the Jim Crow laws. So it, it was there hmm. and some people did get it. But then they stopped getting it when they was like, Wait a minute, wait a minute. If we giving this to y'all, and y'all been working the land, and we don't know how to do shit, 
Now y'all got the land and working the land. What's gonna happen to us? Because we can't work the land that we got, right? So how that's gonna work? So then, like I said, we redesign the laws. Well, y'all have that in place now, but now we gotta redesign it to make it benefit us. Mm. And that's okay. when you start having taxation and stealing and killing and robbing and start playing games with the land. So, and then eventually, and like just to the point where you stop giving it out. Like you're supposed to. Hmm? Give us our land back and stop playing these it's games. 40 acres and a mule was just a distraction. <laughs> we need to obtain global assets for our community. Absolutely. That's not enough. It's a start, but it's not enough. So, I agree. Oh, I wish I could I definitely agree. I don't know why I can, but um, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Global assets, it because it, go, it goes beyond. 40 Acres and a Mule was the agreement in America and, and the systemic racism issues that we are enduring are worldwide, not nationwide. So you're right. It, it goes beyond that. But for us here in America, it is a start. So if you're listening, I agree with you. <laughs> Oh. Right. Well, thanks to Gavin Newsom on signing over that beach to that black family. So I guess <laughs> little by little, it's happening. <laughs> every years, every <laughs> you know, every twenty-five years, yeah. <laughs> some family gets some kind of stuff back. <laughs> I just hope they keep the beach nice. It's ah. a nice big family. I just hope that the beach stays nice because. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as soon as it gets messed up, what they gonna say? But anyway. <laughs> oh, y'all know better than I do. Shoot. <laughs> <Y> <laughs> to me, I just, I just look at it as you know, black people will become um, extinct in the future. Um, Only because we won't be called black people, <laughs> right? right. Yeah, yeah, they'll figure out. We'll be called mulatto. No, <laughs> since right. they don't like that word either. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, you know, nothing against that. It's just you know, black folks. We black folks. We originated the way we were born and stuff, and now they're trying to dilute us and give us a different name, and you know, it's just kind of. Like, like we've we've our ancestors fought too hard for us to be here today as black people right you know, you know what I mean? not a lot of people talking like that no more i just that just hit me when i was younger and a lot of the good folks that's my age i'm sure they all grew up in a space where people talked about the ancestors and and how to be great and how to be good and how to respect people and how to respect yourself. That's missing. That That's is missing from our culture. Yeah, no one talks about schools don't even talk about Black History Month damn near. <laughs> You'd be lucky if you go to a school nowadays that tells you about Rosa Parks, Mary Harriet Tubman, or any of these, any people, they're good Marshall, anybody. You'll be lucky to have have go to a school, whether it's elementary, middle school, or high school, that teaches you about Black history or any other cultural history. You'll learn about Chinese history. You'll learn about um, ancient Egypt history and things like that. But anything that has to do with, like, what I'm sure you remember, Brandy may remember, like, slavery and 
stuff like that with our own current culture and history. Yeah. You don't even, you don't hear about that. Nope. We used to spend weeks watching, um, what's that with Kunta Kente? Oh, that really? movie. Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, the week watching that. they showed us, because what, it's, it's what, 10 episodes or something like that? Something, something like that. Like that. And I remember uh, in San Jose or whatever, they showed us like two episodes and um, this black dude spoke up in class. He's like, he's like, are we going to watch some more nigger hating movies? <laughs> and so they stopped showing it to us. <laughs> oh my well, God. I guess that's oh why they stopped it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, growing up in San Jose, they didn't really educate us on uh, African-American culture. Um, mm. I didn't learn until I moved to Oakland. Mm. And, uh, you know, started uh, talking to people out here and stuff. But in San Jose, they would never teach you about Rosa Parks. Uh, a little bit about Martin Luther King. Um, but, you know, nothing about Malcolm X or, you know, anything like that. Um, it, it it was just more like uh, your parents should have taught you this. You come to school for math, English, and... <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. where so, but, um, hey, y'all, I, I hate to cut this short, you know what I mean? Um, I got to get out of here. But uh, any last words you guys would like to say before we bounce? Uh, diamond. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you guys, it was great hanging out with y'all tonight. Please remember to wear your mask, wash mm -hmm. your hands, keep some hand sanitizer, eat healthy. And tell these niggas <laughs> to kick dust. Okay? Don't let them mess with your day. All right, y'all. It was great hanging out with y'all. Love y'all. Yes, yes. Brandy, any other words? Um, I pretty much second everything she said. And yes, thank you all for joining. Oh, yeah, pretty much it. My apologies for not being facially present. But, you know, I'm here in, in vocal spirit. There you go. We appreciate you. That's all we need, you know? Shoot. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you two beautiful ladies. Remember, we got a show October 30th opening up for Rough Ends. Y'all remember that Woo! song? Woo -woo! I do. <laughs> so, That's going to um, be so exciting. I can't wait. I know, I know. I can't wait either. Like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Hello, excited? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely excited. Black Repertory Theater in Berkeley, too. Yeah, you guys, mm -hmm. go see if you can get some tickets. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. All right. I'll talk now, darlings. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>